everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Coming up today on the show, we've got must-hear music with Billboard's deputy editor digital, Joe Lynch. As always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop, on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, and we certainly hope you do, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Okay, so today on Must Hear Music, uh, Joe and the gang recorded a little year-end must-hear show where they talk all about everything from SZA to Selena Gomez to Priest to the XX to Lord and, and everything in between. And you know, in addition to this fine podcast that you're hearing. You can also hear a, another year-end podcast. It's our holiday spectacular on the main mothership pop shop that Katie and I do. This week, we talked to the legendary Johnny Mathis all about his Christmas music and his new 68 CD box set, which is kind of insane to think about. It also doubles as a weapon. And in addition to all the crazy year-end podcasts we have, you can also visit Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and more dozens of urine charts on Billboard.com, plus so many critics lists that the editorial staff at Billboard has put together, counting down their favorite songs and albums and moments of 2017. Plus, wait, we're not done yet. We also have an entire number ones issue of Billboard magazine that just came out. It has four different covers. It's totally cool. It's beautiful. Go check it out. Go buy a copy. You can read all about it online. (sighs) Okay, I've reached the end of my year-end rant. So now it is time for Must Hear Music. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music podcast. This is our year-end 2017 edition. So on this one, uh, well, first off, uh, my name is Joe Lynch, and I'm here with Jason Lipschitz. What's up, man? And the Havens. Hello. You're not actually here with us. Yeah, we I should specify. Point that um, and uh, we are going to be talking about uh, four things. We each have a, a four-part plan that we're going to do to attack this podcast. So we're going to talk about um, an album we loved from 2017, an album we thought was underappreciated this year, a song that we loved that was a big hit, and for that we're defining it as uh, top 20 or higher on the Billboard Hot 100, and a song that we loved that should have been bigger. So uh, let's start with um, uh, Lindsay. Let's start with your pick for your album you loved, which is Scissors Control, Ooh, which yes, is, is a podcast favorite. Pod fave. Yep. Um, and number two on Billboard's... 100 best albums, 50 best albums. 50 best albums. Of 2017. Yeah. Not um, too shabby. Yeah, not at all. She cleaned up well this year. Um, but yeah, I think we've talked about this album and the songs on it a lot on this podcast. But as a whole, I mean, this is like a crazy relatable album. I, I wrote about this one. I said it's like you're ashamed to say that you relate to it in a lot of ways. Um, just because like she's... She's very open on this album. Um, and I think even she was saying in early interviews, like she was 
she had hesitations and was embarrassed about some of these songs, you know. Um, but I think that's why it's resonating so well with people. It's just like SZA being SZA. It literally sounds like she's talking to a best friend, like behind closed doors, but, you know, put it all to music. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think of it? Uh, I'll I'll go first, Joe. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Please. might this might be my favorite album of the year. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I think that uh, I there's there's two things that really stand out about this album to me is and one is the sound and and how fresh it sounds. Like it, it's almost like someone was like gave SZA the challenge of completely reimagining R and B music yeah. and and making it sound like breathing new life into the genre. Not that it was like it needed that, but just to approach it from a completely different standpoint and a, a completely unique aesthetic. Um, I mean, you, my favorite song on this album is is Prom, actually. And if you listen to that song in the way that it's structured, um, it's just so vibrant that it's, it, it's... There's nothing like... No gimmick about it. It's just the whole thing is just so you know i've never heard it before like it, it just i i i i keep returning to that song like like it's just so fresh to me and 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 just i've never heard anything like it before which is something that's tough to say and the other thing the other aspect is just her personality and lindsay yeah. uh touched upon this but um you get such a full understanding of who SZA is and she's so likable and so vulnerable and um you know, you just, you, you have, she has these little lyrical nuggets of just like, there's this, there's this one, one moment where she just talks about like firing up the narcos on Netflix. That's the exact line I was going to say. Yeah. And it's just like, something like that is such a tiny detail. Um, but it, it speaks to her and it, it gives you a little bit of a window inside of her life. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, control. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree with everything you said, guys said, and I think it's interesting. And I totally, I, you know, I was paying attention to it when it happened and completely upset that the album hadn't come out yet. She was um, just kind of disenchanted with the business. There was even like tweets that kind of hinted that she was giving up on music. Um, so it's just wonderful. Like a lot of times you'll see that with an artist who gets signed to a label and for whatever reason, um, their career just kind of gets bungled or mismanaged or you know, they're not happy with the way things go and they kind of just give up. But this is one of those like blessedly, uh, blessedly rare instances where you kind of hear that there's that kind of like warning, like, oh, my God, is her career going to just fizzle out before it even starts? But then the album comes out and it's incredible and it makes a big impact. Um, and for an album that came out earlier this year, like it kept staying in the public. eye, yeah. Like it didn't make a <clears throat> big appearance and then people forgot about it. Like it only got more and more popular as the year went on. And, um, you know, and the Grammys took notice. She's nominated for Best New Artist. So um, it's a real success story and an exciting one. And uh, well, I mean, what you were saying earlier, Jason, with, you know, it is, it's a fresh R&B sound. And I, I would say I disagree a little that, like, R&B didn't need it. I mean, I think, like, the last few years have been good yeah. for R&B. But, like, I think in the last year or so, we've seen, like, it even, like, kind of moved to the next level with, yeah. like, Khalid and SZA. Like, I think there are some artists who are, like... <laughs> you know, like really like pushing this into like a more interesting territory than just kind of like, like you rewind 10 years, like R&B was like, R&B album was a very traditional affair. And I think increasingly over the past five years, and even over the last year, especially like we've seen this genre get um, just more experimental and, you know, more pop. And it's just, it's a broader genre in a way that it wasn't a while ago. 
I agree with you. Cool. Um, well, Lindsay, since this is your pick, uh, which song should we listen to off this? Let's go with Love Galore. Let's do it. Love need, Galore. Need. Uh, all right. Susa Control song is Love Galore. All right, that was Susan's Control uh, for an album that she loved. Now let's uh, let's do a Joe Lynch pick. So we've got uh, Priests, Nothing Feels Natural. Uh, this was on our just published list of the 25 best rock albums of 2017. This came in number two, uh, second only to Paramore. And uh, uh, I, it, pa- I demand a recount. I like this more than the Paramore, but same. I know I like this much more than the Paramore too, but you know. T- you can't, you can't, tr- you can't top Chris Payne's uh, Paramore love. Yeah, you can't talk Paramore about with Chris Payne. You know, logically, they're pretty much his alpha and omega, his everything. Um, but anyways, so Priest's album, uh, nothing feels natural. This is their proper debut. They are a Washington D.C. punk band. They are very political. There's a lengthy history of um, you know leftist political Washington D.C. punk bands. Um, but even in spite of that, like, this is still somehow fresh for, like, a rock album in 2017, which is a year when rock isn't exactly at the forefront of anyone's mind. Um, DC punk, you know, certainly is more associated with the 1980s than the 2010s, but but somehow this is just, it's so good and so relevant, um, that it, it just kind of transcends what's going on right now in rock or politics, um. It's just the musicianship is like insanely tight. Um, you know, it, it like goes between uh, kind of like surf rock to funk to dance punk to a little freeform jazz. There's a lot of saxophone on this album, uh, which sounds very much like the saxophonist on the Stooges Funhouse in the uh, 70s, which is a, a classic saxophone hard rock combo. Um, it's just a really, it's a thrilling, funny album. Uh, and there's some really clever lyrics on this album. Uh, the lead singer, Katie Alice Career, um, you know, there are punk bands, so there's going to be a lot of consumerism parodies. Uh, she has a great line that I thought I was a cowboy because I smoked reds, specifically meaning like Marlboro reds, just kind of like these kind of sly, like sneering lines, making fun of the idea that you use a product and then you become a certain kind of person and yada yada. Uh, but, but Jason, what did, what did you think about this one? I love the priest album. I think that, uh, you, you captured it great, uh, or you, you captured that kind of balance between genre really well. And I, I just, you know, the only thing I can add is that there's such a great live band. Um, and, and Katie Alice Greer is just has uh, incredible vocals. Um, so I, I definitely recommend seeing them live. Uh, and but I think they they kind of capture that energy on the album, and it's definitely one of my favorites for the year. Solid one. What about you, Lindsay? Are you a fan? I actually was not. I didn't even know about priests until you sent us your picks for the year end podcast. What? I know. Pretty crazy. Um, I'm not really sure how I missed them because they didn't have it's like a, right up my alley. They didn't have a uh, like a, a a hit single on uh, on Oof. pop radio. Ouch. That uh. 
you know, was in uh, in like a an Apple com- commercial. An Apple commercial, yeah. Um, well, they also haven't done any Jack White like studio sessions. Yet. Oh yeah, they're not That's on why. third man. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that explains how I missed them then. But thank you for the introduction, Joe. Um, I'm definitely a big fan. I thought this album was really great. I I love punk rock, and oftentimes one of the things that I hate the most is how short the songs are. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought it was really cool. Like I think their opening track is five minutes or something. You know, yeah. it's, it's like a very full, but like full force punk rock album. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a it's a really good balance between kind of longer ideas and then, but you also in the middle yeah. of the album you have these kind of shorter riffs that that really work. And and um, I I love uh, I think No Big Bang is my is probably my favorite with the, yes. the more spoken word. That song is awesome. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, let's listen to some of it. Uh, let's listen to some No Big Bang. So we've got some spoken word, meet some punk. Yeah. We've got a sick bass line in there. It's got it all. Got it uh, all. But all right. It's uh, No Big Bang from Priests. The album is called, uh, what is it called? Nothing, Nothing Feels, feels natural. natural. Is what that album is called. All right, let's do it. All of a sudden, all this science and evolution and progress. I mean, sure, it looks good from a distance. Now let's talk about an album that uh, Jason loves. It's the XX I See You. Oh yeah! Oh man, I love this album so much. This came out in like the first week of January, so mm-hmm. I've had like all year to enjoy it. Um, I really didn't expect to care this much about a new XX album. Like the the first the first albums, like I do consider it like a classic in terms of that kind of like late totally. 2000s indie rock. Yeah. The second album was basically their room on fire in the sense of that they were like, let's do this first album again um and the third album you know where a lot of bands f- struggle to figure out their next move um this album I, I i and joe chastised me last week when i said <laughs> it's their best album and i i do believe that this album is their best album I, it's definitely the most full um well-rounded xx album and more than anything the thing that really gets me about this album is that i think that they have really figured out how to handle the interplay between uh, Oliver and and Romy's vocals. Like mm-hmm. you, you have these songs in the first two albums by the XX where they're, you know, it, they almost feel like they don't need both vocals. Um, it's a cool effect, and I think they're both great vocalists. But like with this third album, every song kind of plays out almost like a dialogue where they're mm-hmm. they're informing each other they're reacting to each other and it's just like it always really gets me like um and you know we can talk about like the production and, and how it's definitely you know more colorful and I, I think that is a big part of why this album is so successful but to me their interplay is really where this excels like a song like i dare you which is one of my favorites of the year it's just like there's such balance between their points of view and there's so much care taken into those points of view like it's just like it, it they're doing something that really no other band is doing um and yeah it's yeah. one of my favorites of the year yeah i mean well to, to chime in you are crazy because the first album i think is just a masterpiece i agree and i i do not wow. think this reaches masterpiece level but i do love it um and also i mean yeah i, I agree with you i think similar to 
I like the Room on Fire comparison because I felt the second album, much like I felt with the second Strokes album, and I know a lot of people disagree with this, but it just seemed a little bit like more of the same, and it kind of, kind of made me think like, do they have much more to offer beyond yeah. what we've already heard from them? And this proves that they absolutely do. Like this is such a like a colorful, explosive growth of their sound. Like it definitely is XX, but there's a little more dance elements to it. Um, it's lovely, but it's also upbeat, but it can still be melancholy. Like, it's just a, it, you know, it jumps all over the place. Um, and I, uh, I enjoy it very much. Lindsay, you also don't think it's their best? No, That's I fine. like their first um, far better. But this is a great album. I've had to listen to it a lot just because of my roommate and her oh, fandom wow. for the XX. Fan? Oh, huge fan. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll, um, I'll... Yeah, you guys can, yeah, can we'll talk bond. about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. But the one thing that did stick out to me, the song On Hold, I thought yes. that was cool because uh, that's where you really see Jamie XX, like his dance music stamp is yeah. really clear on that song. Um, and I loved his solo album. So yeah. that song is probably my favorite. Great song. Yeah. Other than that, not too All much right. to add. Uh, well, Jason, which, uh, which songs do we listen to on it? Let's listen to On Hold. It's a great song. Let's do it. So, uh... The XX ICU song is called On Hold. When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. All right, so those were the albums that we loved. Um, now we're going to talk about albums that we loved that we thought were underappreciated for this year. Um, I'm going to go with mine first. It's Gabriel Garzon Montano. The album's called Jardin. Uh, we talked about one of his songs earlier this year on the podcast. Uh, and yeah, I just think this is unfortunately one of those albums that um, got slept on for whatever reason. Um, a lot of people I know who are like professional musicians are big fans of him and are really... Um, you know, like, just think he's, you know, like, I don't know about the future of music, but they feel like he's one of those, like, immense talents that emerged this year. But for whatever reason, um, you know, it just, the, the lamestream media didn't catch on so much. Um, so, but yeah, the album is just this really interesting combination of kind of, like, contemporary R&B, syncopated jazz, Baroque pop. Um, and it's just, it's very, like, it's a little navel-gazing, admittedly, but there's a lot of beauty to it. Um, a lot of sonic clarity and kind of like oral space. It's not a cluttered arrangement. And he just has a pretty remarkable voice, too. Um, I mean, I, don't, I know, Lindsay, you, you became a fan of this one, too, right? Yes, I'm a huge fan. Um, I think we talked about Sour Mango on the podcast, which is my favorite off the yes. album. That song is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked to, I saw him live a few weeks ago. And that just like really solidified my appreciation for this album. And I see, I totally see what you're saying, like, he is an artist in, you know, every sense of the word. Like, what he does on stage is really incredible. He sings in Spanish a lot. Um, he sort of, you know, flows in and out. Um, there's, like, a very cohesive element to his set between, you know, I, I'm not sure what other work he has besides this album. But, um, yeah, this definitely stands out to me, and I'm glad you brought it up because it for sure got forgotten throughout the year. Got any thoughts, Jay Litz? Jay Lips? Uh, the connect uh, the correct pronunciation is i believe hardin ah well thank you for uh you know correcting spanish pronunciation major over here. shaming yeah 
Yeah, and it's, it's a good it's a good shaming. Anyways, uh, well, let's listen to something from it. Let's listen to Sour Mango since we talked about that, and it is a highlight. Uh, so it's uh, Gabriel Garzon Montano, uh, Hardin is the album, and uh, Sour Mango is the song that we are going to listen to. All right, uh, let's talk about Lindsay, your pick for an album that you thought should have been bigger. You have uh, Corbin Morn. Oh, yeah, Corbin I do. being uh, Spooky Black's alter ego or main New ego. It's actually, it's ego. his true ego. His real name is Corbin. <laughs> wow. So Spooky Black was his alter ego. This is a return to the roots, if you will. Okay. Um, this album is, I cannot get enough of this album. I wish everyone would listen to it. I think everyone should have a good cry to it. It's It blows my mind that this 19-year-old from Minnesota, where you, our dear friend, is calling in from, he <laughs> he's like the most emotional songwriter and performer ever. Like, when you consider his age and what he's thinking about, and what he's talking about so openly, and the way that he does his production, like, all of it's just crazy to me. Um, but to hear, like, you actually hear the pain in his voice. And I, I keep going back to his age, but it's just because, like, holy crap, if I ever in my life feel something that strongly, like, that's amazing. He's, I don't know, I don't know what he went through. I don't know what happened. But the fact that he could, you know, chronicle it onto this really incredible album um, is, I think, really special. And the, every song sounds a little bit different. It's, it doesn't feel tired or doesn't like lag ever um but you do have to be kind of okay that he doesn't have the most beautiful voice uh but you know sometimes the production masks it or sometimes like when he is sort of growling or grunting like it works in that way but yeah i'm a big fan there's a long history of minnesota geniuses with rough voices we've got bob dylan (laughs) this is true orban joe lynch Lynch. there's just a lot of people you know from that state who Maybe don't have the perfect voice, but their song craft is incredible. Exactly. And that's what I appreciate. Yeah, exactly. And he is, he's from St. Paul, which is where I'm from and where I'm calling in from right now for those listening. I'm uh, I'm already back home for the holidays and I am calling in via the wonders of technology to this podcast. <laughs> and it's very cold here, as you would expect. But uh, Jason, do you have any spooky black slash Corbin thoughts? Um, you know, I have to listen to this full album again, but I, I, you know, definitely like enjoyed what I heard in terms of his voice and how original the new songs are. I enjoyed like Spooky Black, even though that's a ridiculous name. Um, I, I'm, I, I guess like he's definitely leveled up in terms of performer moniker. Um, I need to dig into these songs a little bit more, but I like what I've, I, I like what I've heard. All right. Uh, well, what should we listen to? Should we listen to Ice Boy? Um, sure. Or what? Which one do you want to listen to, Lindsay? Um, I was gonna go with All Out. Let's do it. Let's go all, all right. out. Let's go all out. All right. Uh, Corbin album is Mourn. Song is All Out. Oh. 
All right, that was Lindsay's pick for underappreciated LPs. Uh, next up, let's talk about Jason's, which is Stormzy yeah. getting prayer. Uh, uh, another one that we talked about earlier this year on the podcast. So, so Jason, you're you're still repping hard. <laughs> well, you know, I just wanted to say that I have not seen this album on any year-end list, and it's definitely in yeah. my top ten. Uh, I love this album. I think it's such a great rap album. Like, I I think that it's. You know, it has these kind of uh, these really hard charging anthems. Um, I think like Big For Your Boots is one of the best rap singles of the year. Uh, I love Cold. I love like it's it's but then he also pulls back and and has these really sensitive songs. Um, I love the the duet with Kehlani. Like, I I just think that this is an is an awesome album. Like, it's it's a great debut. Uh, He's really funny on it. It's just like a really strong rap album. And, And when you when you mentioned like underrated, this is the one I came to because, you know, I, I, I love a lot. This isn't my favorite album of the year, but uh, to see it completely snubbed from kind of like the year end wrap up, I I was pretty bummed about that. Like people should people should like discover this album and and enjoy it. Like uh, even if you just listen to like Big For Your Boots on Spotify and just try it out, like it's definitely like such a fun single. Um, he talks about like you know not being ashamed to like go nuts at an adele concert like that's great like that's all i really want from british rap <laughs> um so yeah stormzy love it Lindsay, uh do you have stormzy thoughts um not many i i saw him at Lollapalooza, and i i only Aww. checked him out because i know that you're a fan oh i appreciate that yeah um you know he's a good performer like Everything he puts into his album just comes out even more when he's on stage. Yeah. It was super fun. He's incredibly charismatic. Like, you get the sense that he just, you know, he's, like, doing this for himself. Like, that lyric is the perfect example yeah. of that. Um, so it's cool that it resonated with you. <laughs> wow, I appreciate no. you being like, well, Jason really likes this. Yeah. I, I guess I'll check him out. But Yeah, he's cool. I just um, never no, really I, got into him. Uh, I would say when we talked about it earlier this year, I was uh, maybe not super sold on it, but having heard it a bit more, especially having heard uh, Big Free Boots and seen some live performances from him, I, I think I think you're onto something with this Stormzy. Like I, I have to say, I'm 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 sold. He's very very talented and a great performer. He's the all, storm is coming. The storm is coming. Well, he's a big he's a big deal and he's a big deal in the UK. He's performing at the Brit Awards in in, oh, wow. in a little bit. Yep. So. Not just me, guys. Not just me. <laughs> Not just Jason. Um, all right, well, what do you want to listen to from the album? Uh, let's just listen to Big For Your Boots. Let's listen to Big For Your Boots. So it's Stormzy, Gang Signs, and Prayer. And uh, this is Jason's pick for one of the most underrated albums of the year. Come to you. I know that I can come to you. Then why they try to suck the truth? How dare you to suck the truth? Look, I'm too hot. Drug money in my shoebox. I'm the man of the house when my show sold out like the brother from the boondocks. Beats one in my boombox. Still still meat from the shoe pot. Man, I'm go sick with my tune drops. Little man, that's a hoobla, not a hoobla. What? Pronounce it right, you prick. I go magic, I'm down to die for this. I don't care, bro, I'm down to pipe your chick. Man, stress. All right, uh, let's talk about next up uh, songs that were hits this year, as in in the top 20 of the Billboard Hot 100 that we also personally love. So 
let's keep it on lip shits. Uh, Jason, you picked Niall Horan's Slow Hands. Oh, I totally forgot <laughs> what I picked for this, but okay. It's, it's a great pick, though. Um, yeah, what a great song. Like, I don't, I don't even really know what to say about this song ex- except that, like, it's it's like so fun to sing along to. Like, it's a great karaoke song. It's like surprisingly sexy for a Niall Horan song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but just, not like gross sexy. It's not no. like strip that down. Like, yeah. nasty. I like the little like the woo sound effect. Yeah, I like that. That, that punctuates every every chorus. Um, great guitar, guitar melody. Like what? What can you really say about this song? It's just it's just a blast. Like it's just you know in the same way that like his his first single This Town was just like you know like very like singer songwriter a little bit sleepy. Um, he just kind of came back with this one and it's so much fun slow hands not maybe not as good as the interpol slow hands but <laughs> close enough yeah this song um, has grown yeah, on me i'd say i'm just like for this being nile i'm shocked like how much i love this song like i don't think anyone was expecting like no offense to nile but like to like have a legit career after 1d like i would take offense <laughs> if like, i was nile yeah and I heard that, I, but if i were ahead. nile i would take offense too um but no seriously i was i was always a big nile supporter but i just had a hard time picturing him as a like top 10 billboard artist but after this like i absolutely don't like this is such a like winning like repeatable like repeat listen worthy song like well constructed but also kind of like easygoing in a way that you could just like hear it over and over and you don't get sick of it um his vocals are great. The instrumentation is great. Like it's it's a total win in a way that like I think no one, or at least I was not expecting. There you go. But uh, but Lindsay, are you are you on the slow hands train? Yeah, I mean it it is a slow train for me. It took a very <laughs> long time for me to even like this song. Um, I still don't love it. Oh, I agree. Man. It's definitely catchy. The little little woo and um, the guitar. I'm a fan of elements of it, but I honestly think the the biggest holdup for me is the title and the fact that he's, you know, like slow hands. That just doesn't really, it's like a red light for me. I hear that. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Niall Horan singing about slow hands. Um, and I haven't been able to move past that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. that's just me personally. Clearly, the song has gone on to do. I great will say, things. I, I will say, it's a for those listening at home, it's really fun to sing slow hands, but instead of slow hands, just sing Joe Lynch. Which I've been I like doing that version better. Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is my favorite version, definitely. Yeah. Agreed, completely. Yeah, and and that version actually did enter the high one hundred. So yeah, it yeah, the Joe Lynch ninety seven. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I'll take it. Um. <laughs> All right, well, let's listen to it. Niall Horan's uh, Slow Hands. This is Jason's pick for one of his favorite uh, pop hits of the year. Yeah, I already know that there ain't no stopping your plan. No slow hands. Fingertips putting on a show. Got me now and I can't say no. Want to be with you all alone. Take me home, take me home. Fingertips putting on So that was uh, Jason's pick. This is my pick for a song that I love that was a big hit this year. I'm going with Camila Cabello's Havana. Um, and kind of similar to Niall, I mean, like, I, I thought Camila would have probably a-, a good solo career, but I was not expecting her to 
get such a big hit so fast. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a testament to how incredible the song Havana is. It's kind of like what we were saying with, or what I was saying with Nile is it's like, it is catchy and very enjoyable, but it's also just one of those songs that you can hear over and over and you don't get sick of it immediately, which is something it's just, I think that's an important, like, like pop hit thing. It's like, it's not going to be a hit for three weeks. And then you get sick of hearing that hook over and over. Like this is something that you could hear bubbling in the top 20 or top 40 for a year. And because it's just so in your face, you still enjoy it every time it reenters your life. Um, you know, I, I do think that the piano riff is suspiciously similar to Selena Gomez's same old love. Um, that being said, it's a great piano riff. Uh, Camilla's vocals are wonderful and subdued in a sultry way. Um, and the Cuban flavor she gives to the song, like really adds that like extra oomph that I think kind of made it connect with people more than Selena's, uh, same old love. And, uh, yeah. And it's also just, you know, like it's a total testament to her that it's just been a year since she left 5H and, uh, and now she's basically like she's best known for Havana and not being a former harmony member. Yeah. Uh, but what do you guys think? I know you're a fan, Jason. Yeah, I like Havana. I, I I was surprised that Crying in the Club didn't do better. I like that song, too. It was very, I mean, it's co-written by Sia. It sounds like a Sia song. Yeah. Um, yeah, Havana's, Havana's cool. I mean, I think that it's, I don't, I'm not a, quite as high on it as, as you might expect. I, it. I wish it. I wish it was. There were a couple more elements of it. It just kind of seems like the, like a chorus and a bridge and a chorus and a bridge, like continually. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm cool with it. It's it's definitely a jam. I like I like that Young Thug has like a top ten hit now. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Linz? I I really like this song a lot. Um, I was not a fan of the first few songs she put out as a solo artist, so I was quick to write her off. But. Um, <laughs> cheesy as it may sound You're i really done, feel Camilla. <laughs> i really feel like this is just this sort of speaks volumes to like you know she did something that she wanted to do as a solo artist this speaks to who she is um you know it's it's about where she's from and her upbringing and that's the song that ended up doing the best for her so i, I think that's yeah. a little interesting um you know like she didn't work with sia and she wasn't using christina aguilera's what, what song was that um uh, genie, genie in a, a bottle, bottle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she was just she was doing something totally her own, and that ended up being her highest charting hit. So I think that's pretty cool. And yeah. I, I love nothing more than how they just, you know, like it seems like they reworked their entire game plan about her solo debut after this song. Totally, they're like, we're gonna call it Camila, and we're not gonna call it the hurting, the healing, the <laughs> loving. <laughs> we gotta appeal to Lindsay. She almost wrote her off. <laughs> they just that went for really like a whole don't. new look. That was like the dumbest album name. No kidding. Oh no, I loved it. I'm all I'm, I'm all so about I'm that. all about wacky album names. Give give me more <laughs> wacky album names. You know what my favorite very quickly, I meant to talk to you about this uh what? recently. Um I was thinking about the fact that do you remember how Jennifer Lopez had an album called Love with a question mark? I, that's, I do. Yeah. Oh my god. I love that's such a wacky al- love. Such, <laughs> love. A, such a wacky album name. So I'm a little disappointed about the Camila change up, but I'll live well, with it. Can't please everyone. Um mm. all right. Well let's listen to it. It's uh Camila Cabello uh featuring Young Thug. The song is Havana and it's on her uh self titled debut, which is coming out very soon. I believe second week of January. I think the twelfth, right? yeah. The twelfth. 
Cool. All right, well, let's listen to Havana, which you assuredly have heard many times before, but we are going to play it for you again anyway. All right, so we have uh, Lindsay's pick for her one of her favorite pop hits of the year. You went with Halsey, Bad at Love. Yes, uh, I did. So why don't you tell us about your Hopeless Fountain kingdom? I I love <laughs> this album as a whole so much, um, but this song in particular. I just, I don't know. I think it's really great to just see Halsey, you know, like scream over and over again that she's bad at love and then like very openly recount, like basically proving why she is. And she's like, yeah, like I've, I've had very bad luck, but it's because of me. Um, and I think that's cool to hear in a song. And it's catchy. I love the music video for it. I don't know. There's not much else I could say. It just it stuck with me for many months. Well, there you go. That, yeah. That, that's kind of similar to what you were saying with uh, SZA, though. So you like SZA like, admitting her life is fucked up. You so, like Halsey, she's terrible. Yeah, what's going on, Lindsay? You okay? <laughs> yeah, you're sensing on? a common theme. Corbin, huh? Corbin's not doing too well. Corbin's um, not doing great. Yeah. I yeah. like I like musicians that are in rough spots. You could say yeah. just super relatable. You goodness, know. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I actually didn't think about that, but yeah, um, there are similarities between Halsey's album and SZA's. And I actually I did come up with that. Like I came across that when I was writing about both of them for the year end list because I was like, I need to make this different, but like. You know, they're both super honest about who they are, and I think that's why their music's doing really well, because mm-hmm. it's the type of thing where you can listen to it and, like, relate without having to say it yourself. So I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah and I will say I'm, uh, like, when I saw Halsey when she was on the come up, and I thought she was good, but I thought New Americana was so hokey. Yeah, but, I didn't um, like that album. But Oof. this, uh... I just, this album is really solid, um, you know, despite starting off with a Romeo and Juliet uh, reading, right. which is a little much. Um, Does that really no, happen on oh, this album? Yeah. No way, really? That's yep. how it opens. <laughs> I did not yeah. know that. Sets the tone perfectly. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, it's extra. Um, uh. But no, it's, it's, it's really like solid, like alt R&B. Um, and she has a great voice. And yeah. yeah, I agree. Like Bad at Love is, is just a really like... I'm glad that it's becoming like a big hit, mm-hmm. you know, even like how, how much longer after the release this is. When did that come out? Like March or something? June. I can't remember. Oh, okay. June. Anyways. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm on board with this. I, I like the song a lot. Yeah. Uh, Jason Halsey thoughts. Yeah. I, I like this song. I, I heard it for the first time. Um, yeah, clearly I have not entered the Hopeless Fountain Kingdom too often, but I heard it for the first time maybe like two months ago, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a big hit. It's yeah. like a big hit. I will say um, it gets stuck in my head, and I'll be like at home singing <laughs> Bad at Love, and like my wife will just be like, "What are you? what is going on? I'm just like walking like, around our house. Love, Jason. <laughs> 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 but, but honey, you're, you're good at love. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, it gets stuck in your head. So, yeah, you know, it's problematic for my marriage, but good for, you know, pop good music. for humanity. Yeah. Good yeah. for humanity. Good for Lindsay. Yeah. Totally. So it's, it's a draw. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> All right, well, let's, let's listen to it. Uh, Halsey, song is Bad at Love, and uh, let's listen to it. I know that you're afraid, I'm gonna walk away. It's time to feel and face, it's time to feel and face. I know that you're afraid, I'm gonna walk away. It's time to feel and face, you know I'm bad at love. Now we now we get into the fourth and final section of this podcast where we're going to talk about uh, each song that we loved that we wish would have been a bigger hit. Um, so let's do let's keep it with Lindsay. So right. Lindsay went with Lord's Liability. Yes, from I her did. Melodrama album. Another depressed. <laughs> I swear, yeah, I'm so. I'm very happy, yeah. you guys. It's been it's a, a good year. This podcast is a cry for help. Some would say. This is a cry for help podcast. Yeah. The saddest oh, song on melodrama, but God. Well, yeah, that's this why is I wish. <laughs> by far. Um, do you just like to listen to people who are worse off than you and be like, oh, it's like schadenfreude. That's exactly it. It's like, I'm so happy. I just want to listen to people who are really down. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You're really exposing the truth here. Yeah. That's Um, what we're here for. Yeah. Thank you. Um, This is really a therapy session, (laughs) if anything else. But yes, I think this song is really beautiful. And I think oftentimes you know really sad songs like this that don't have much of a beat or a driving element to them they do sort of get forgotten but yeah i just think this is really beautiful you know it's just about how at the end of the day like she's gonna go home to herself and that's cool and i think i was thinking about this song a lot and i i kind of can see a comparison to love song by sarah Bareilles, not in terms of how it sounds but how like what they're talking about basically sarah Bareilles was like they told me to write a love song. I don't want to write a love song. I'm going to talk about it in a song. Here's Lord being like, they say I'm too much for them. So I'm going to talk about how you think I'm too much and that I'm a liability. It's like exposing yeah. like a little bit of the inside of what it's like to be an artist and have people telling you what they want from you. So I, I just think that it was cool that she addressed it that way. That's a very good point. Uh, Jason, I know you're, you're a big Lord supporter. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Lord head, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, liability is great. I mean, one of my favorite one of my favorite experiences in terms of music this year was I was lucky enough to before um, Lord announced her album. I, I There was a Grammy week like studio thing where she unveiled Greenlight and Liability. And I, I just was like blown away by both of them. Um, I love Greenlight. It's one of my favorite singles of the year. But Liability really, I, I think that Lord's like one of the most capable and confident songwriters mm-hmm. in pop, and like that's such a testament to it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I pretty much just agree with you guys said. I mean, this is such a a beautiful, um, honest, confessional piano ballad. I mean, I can see why it didn't become a you know a huge hit because it's yeah. not like there's not a lot on radio that sounds like this. But um, this is definitely one of those songs that if you know people who maybe didn't listen to the album. And only heard green light. Like this is, I would say, this and Louvre are the ones. Like it's kind of like you have to hear. Um, but yeah, so let's listen to it. Uh, Lord Liability. This is Lindsay's depressing pick for yeah. the Benefit bigger hit in 2017. People enjoy till all of the tricks don't work anymore. And then they are bored of me I know that it's exciting running through the night But every perfect summer's eating me alive Until you're gone Better on my 
All right, that was Lindsay's pick. Let's do Jason's pick. So, Jason, you went with uh, Paramore, Hard Times. Yeah, look at that. I, I, I sort year. of dissed Paramore yeah, early wow. in the podcast. Um, well, it's I don't. True. You know what's funny is I, I don't love After Laughter as much as other other people do. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Pain, but uh, I love the first single, Hard Times. Is I, I mm-hmm. wish this had been a big hit. I, I think it's like. You know, a lot of people make Talking Heads comparisons. I definitely, yeah, I definitely hear that. And, um, you know, it it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that this was a big hit because, like, Aiden Fun was a was a crossover hit for Paramore before this. Totally, Hard Times totally gets stuck in your head and, yeah. and sound. It it makes sense on on pop radio. It it didn't make it there, but, um, yeah, just a just a great single. And it you know, listening to this song now, it really does like kind of represent, um. 2017 and how a lot of people are feeling i feel like in the sense of like just like man stuff is terrible right now and it sucks and like how do i dig a hole and just like wait it out like that's just the the point of the song and i Mm -hmm. feel that like this kind of like defeated attitude of of just like yeah we got to make it through this but like let's like let's whine a little bit like this sucks and yeah i wish we could escape it yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. I, I'm not, I, I didn't love the album, but I think this song, it just picks like it, some really under, like so much of the 80s has been mined and remined for um, music, but like this kind of like, you know, it's kind of like that Tarzan song from the 80s and I can't think of who sings <laughs> it, but like, like just that really like goofy, like faux tropical 80s sound, which is extremely fun. Um, and I was I was so glad to, like that's what hard times is. But the, but you know the music is in direct opposition to you know the more like serious lyrical content, which I love. It's just a really solid like pop single. I was hoping it would be a bigger like rock hit, but sadly, did not. But, uh, but Lindsay, what, what are your thoughts times. on this one? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, that was very Joe Lynch esque. <laughs> just... Yeah, Thank wow. Um, I I really like this song. I listen to it a lot when it first came out because it does get stuck in your head um you know pretty much for all the reasons you two said but then i stopped listening somewhere along the way wasn't sad enough for you yeah it was too (laughs) it was too upbeat i think is where the problem really was (laughs) but yeah i think it's a good one to bring up now i was not a fan of the album but i agree that this song itself should have and could have been bigger yeah well, I like that we've all concluded that Billboard's top number one rock album for the year. We're all like, eh, not so great. This is a list that we pretty much all contributed to, by the way. Yeah. So. I did not. I did not. So I can right. I can diss it I however I want. I totally Fair. did. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's listen to it. It's Paramore, Hard Times, Should Have Been a Bigger Hit, says Billboard's own Jason Lipschitz. <laughs> All right, next and last, and I kind of, so this is my pick for should have been a bigger hit in 2017. I'll admit, I sort of picked this half to troll, but I do actually love this song. Um, The one I picked is Katy Perry's Swish Swish. Oh, right, a good ending song, all right. And I just, here's the thing. The first time I heard it, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous in a way that I didn't really appreciate. 
but after I kind of got this sense that like this is a very like tongue firmly in cheek Katy Perry embracing her goofy side once I got that in my head I just love it like it's so much fun and the lyrics are so quotable um it's just like and I, I hear it in bars all the time uh I've seen drag queens do it <laughs> probably every other week this entire year um it's just it's so much fun and the music video is stupid but the song itself is just like I would say more than any song in 2017 various parts of Swish Wish have been playing in my head over and over whether I like it or not um <laughs> So this is my pick for I wish this would have maybe scraped the top 10, you know, <laughs> not number one, but just gotten higher than it did. No chance. Um, but, but what do you guys think? I'm guessing Lindsay. not similar thoughts. Lindsay, what do you think? Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this song never did it for me. Never became a fan of Witness. I like this song more than Bon Appetit. Oh, I, I yes. will say that. Oh. Um, I don't, I just can't get behind it. Like, yes, it's catchy, but it's, it's too goofy and too strange for me in a way that I don't know, like, sure, it might be tongue in cheek, but I I also think part of her is serious. (laughs) Um, that's also possible. (laughs) Like, she's just trying to be like, don't mess with me. Um, yeah, like you're Katy Perry. Um, you know, like you used to be fun and bubbly and. Yeah. Um, now you're talking smack on the court, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to end you, there. You sound very natural saying that. Yeah. <laughs> talking smack on the court <laughs> with Lindsay Havens. Um, yeah. I, so obviously, Bon Appetit is a better song than Swish Swish. I know you guys will disagree. Uh-huh. Um, I do disagree. Yeah. But that, to me, Bon Appetit is exactly what you're talking about in terms of like goofiness and like silly double entendres like swish swish is like it doesn't even make sense really like it just it does it barely makes sense. <laughs> yeah no it's just like i mean i will say that old coupon expired is my favorite uh, uh so good. verbal takedown of the year like <laughs> like oh i could curse here but i'm gonna call you an old coupon expired mm-hmm. instead um yeah i mean there's as someone who prides himself on embracing goofy pop this was a bridge too far for me i i could not get there is uh, it the idea that karma is holding on to receipts that doesn't do it for you <laughs> she um yeah no i mean i just would like uh, this is just like a it's just a painful song like yeah. to me it's like i i i to like i'm a big i'm a pretty big Katy perry fan in the sense that like yeah. She, I think she's like one of the better like pop performers in terms mm-hmm. of her live show. I think that Prism was like uneven, but at the same time, like I had unconditionally performed at my wedding ceremony. So like, how uneven could it really be? By Katy Perry? Right. Not by Katy Perry. <laughs> I wish. Can you imagine? Um, I can. But like, <laughs> but I will not. <laughs> I mean, you guys haven't gotten married yet, so maybe you guys can have swish swish. Joe, maybe you nope. can have swish swish <laughs> no, at your you. wedding ceremony. Um, Strong chance that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First dance. <laughs> First dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll do the Nikki verse. How about that? Um, Perfect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I this this song can stay in 2017. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Um, and the, the last thing I'll say about it is I do love that this song is so braggadocious and it's it's so much about like I'm great and you're not 
and then it just yeah. kind of like stalled on the hot 100 like that just almost <laughs> makes me love it more like such a struggle song man perspective fair uh. this is fair anyways uh so let's listen to it uh Katy perry featured Nicki minaj swish swish from the i would say slightly underrated witness i'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna go that far. come on man it's debatable not but it, it's not as bad as everyone says anyways let's listen to it uh swish swish All right, that was my pick for should have been a bigger hit in 2017 that will probably get me roasted on Twitter and probably <laughs> correctly. Um, please, uh, if you're listening, tweet us either what you thought should have been a bigger hit this year or what you thought was an underrated album this year. Love to know your thoughts. And uh, we will catch you in 2018 when we've got some new Camila Cabello coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else is coming up in January? Do we, do we know? Um, there's a couple cool things coming up, um, that I'm mm. blanking on wholly, but, um, yeah, I'm pumped. Pumped for that Camilla, right. I guess. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's some stuff that I'm... Fallout Boy, right? Fallout Boy. Yeah, I don't know. What else? The, what the else band that never quits. Yeah. Truly. Um, um, we'll talk about yeah. it all. What a great talk year for the Must Hear Music podcast, guys. Really was. Yeah. It was. It was very fun. Well, and then Jason and Lindsay, thank you as always. Uh, um, thank you for bearing with me on a, a FaceTime call-in. Um, I might like it better. <laughs> yeah, can, even when you're <laughs> in the office, you should just do yeah. FaceTime. Um, but yeah, everyone listening, uh, thank you so much for listening. Have good, uh, good holidays. Have a wonderful new year. And we will catch you uh, in 2018, which hopefully will be a better year for us all. Oh. So, uh Catch you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>